here we are this morning wishing you a Merry Christmas in 2023 and it's hard to believe it's already here and soon we'll be gone here in another I don't know a couple of days yes that will be on it Santa Claus coming by your house I think he will be so all you can touch is that side all right Wow, look at that all right let's see who's on the show want to say hello to Miss Liberty Louise thank you for being on the show all right oh nice pickup truck look at that Mike that is nice it wow. says over the river through the woods the grandmother's house would go <laughs> all right man I tell you what it is kind of you look like you're out in the middle of a blizzard it does now that you mention it <laughs> you want to start us out in prayer man Dear well, Heavenly Father, just thank you today for this beautiful, wonderful day, the last Wednesday before Christmas. Mm -hmm. I want to praise you and glorify you today and thank you for all the praise reports and the wisdom and guidance you've given us here. We just want to thank you and want you to know we love you more than anything. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Share the show, Mike, will you? Well, there's the comments coming up. So. All right, here comes comments. Um... Hey, who was the, I see, uh, I see this young lady, Liberty Louise, who was the, the cowboy, the, there was a movie, was it Liberty Vance or something? Yeah, who, what man who shot Liberty Valance. Valance, and what was that, Clarence? John, Wayne, was John and, Wayne. And Jimmy Stewart. Well, I'll tell you something, partner. <laughs> I got my best John Wayne on today. So He's Merry that. Christmas to y'all, Pilgrim. How <laughs> you like that, folks? <laughs> yeah, but even that's all, folks. Uh, Chuck Sherberg's on. Chuck, how you doing? Marcy Tolis is on. Uh, Vicky Rankin is on. Heather Tabers is on. Cassandra Welch is on. Man, there's a lot of people yes, on. Yes, there is. So, uh, Caitlin Scrimma is on. Thank you, and Merry Christmas to you. It looks a little blustery. It does, doesn't it? Are you, hey, I got to tell you something. You'd appreciate this, and I'll show you this after the show. I was wearing my dad's flannel with the fleece lining on the inside. Yeah. Love that. And I, you, you, you always remind me that, about that fleece lined uh, jacket you got. Man, that thing's pretty dang sporty. Keeps you warm, I'll tell you. So, anyways, I had it on yesterday. Uh, we were at the farm, had to get the horse's feet done, and uh, I want to thank you uh, to Brent Licklider for being out at the farm yesterday and taking care of the horse's feet. Man, it was a, it was a, it was a little spicy yesterday. I bet it does get a little colder out there at the farm, doesn't it? Yeah. That's north enough and west enough to. Just, Knock off ten degrees, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, and and not many obstructions to block the wind anywhere. Yeah, I'll tell you, but so it's it, nice. Oh, it's beautiful. We had a great, and by the time we left, it actually ended up being decent. It, it, you know, some decent weather. Uh, got a little bit done. Didn't get a whole lot done. Got the horses' feet done. Did a few projects around there. Had to get going and make a lot of stops. How about you? Uh, Want we'll to say hello to Mandy Schulte, Chrissy Gillette's on the show. Debbie Jeffries, along with my buddy Bill Jeffries, is watching the show. Thank you, sir, for your service, and I hope you're healing well. Yes, yeah, people... Uh, you probably bumped into him back when you guys were in a war somewhere. I don't know. I don't think so. 
don't know. You never know. If I've been somewhere nearby. Man, that truck! I really like that truck. Over the river and through the woods. Uh, so, what'd you do yesterday? I didn't. Even, that, we, I get. You know what? I apologize because Mike called me. We normally study, and sometimes I get I get so tied up. We were coming back across the bridge. I had to stop at Charlie's. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. Get back here. Had uh, Pastor Aaron's kids here, and then. They'd come back home, take care of dogs and split wood. Man, by the time I went back there and split wood, and we had somebody come by and get some hay, mm. you call and I, you go, what'd you say? It sounds like you're breathing pretty hard. Yeah, you sound like... I just pushed a wheelbarrow wood up, up the hill so I could uh, put it in the wood stove down there. Man, we have flat burned some wood this year. Yeah, that is. I mean, a pile of it. Gary Harden's on the show. And actually, Gary Harden called me right after you. Is that right? Or no, before you. I was right in the middle of splitting some wood. Me and uh, Rocky actually did a video, and Gary called me. Uh, but anyways, hope to see you guys at the Christmas services. So business as usual. Say that with me. Business mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. usual. Saturday and Sunday, same services. And I know it's got everybody a little little messed up just a fuzz because you're having normal Christmas services on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And everybody's kinda of going, What are you doing? I go, it all fall it all worked out really good. Yes it did. The man. service the our Christmas services will be this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Saturday and Sunday at Moscow. And so. it'll be uh our and then midnight. we have, always have our midnight service. So Amen to that. So, hey, what service are you guys going to? Becca Law's on the show. Vet O'Brien's on the show. Michael Tucker is on the show. Oh, that's good. Anytime the Tuckers show up, it, it gets festive <laughs> because they have so many uh, wonderful little short people in their family. I think they got they got a pile of them now. And you said your coffee's staying hot in that uh, cup. Yeah, you went well, dang hot uh... Yeah, I uh, I want to thank uh, my buddy Troy Robbins. Uh, is it Robbins or Robinson for giving me my John Deere cup? That's a good one, I hear. Yeah, and he's going to try to get me a green one. I got a yellow one. He's going to try to get me a... Say hi to Shell Johns, Kelly Stanford, Mandy Garcia. This is the first Christmas that I truly focus on the birth of Christ and completely full of joy. Yay, yay, yay! She must be a theologian. She might be. Then I want to say hello to Donna Wood. She's on the show. Thank you for being on the show. Share the show. This is our Christmas show. Hip, hip, hooray. hooray. Hip, hip, hooray. hooray. Yeah. So oh, they're uh, rolling in now. Yeah, I want to say hello to Brenda Stallsmith. Thank you for you and Ron Stallsmith being faithful followers of, the, uh, of our show and uh, being partners with us here in the work we're doing at Have Bible Will Travel. Wonderful, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been been on our Overcomer Hour probably since day one almost, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Tiffany Short's on the show. Good morning to you, Tiff, and saying hello to you. So we are in our final uh, Advent series called The Heart of Christmas, mm-hmm. and today we're talking about the heart. The birth uh, of Jesus. We're talking about the birth of Jesus. And uh, coming at it from kind of a cool angle, got a lot of great, great stuff. And I'll just ask you this so you guys can get ready and you can start typing. What do you remember most about Christmas? Because in this uh, 
this little, I guess I'd call it a worksheet. It's kind of a worksheet. This guy writes down some super cool stuff and I wanted to share it with you guys. Um, so tell me what it is that you remember most about Christmas and I'll ask you in a minute. You know, what was your favorite one or memorable as, you know, when I was 10 or when I was 19 or whatever it is. Share that with us. You guys start typing up and we'll get into, uh, I want to say hello to Rebecca Joshua. Uh, for being on the show today and I want to say hi to my buddy Jamie Allman and everybody that is out there mm -hmm. and if I can I'm going to be you're going to hear listen to this this is a prophecy mm -hmm. this is a prophecy it's, I, it's not really a prophecy I'm just using that word you're going to hear a lot of people talk about blessing to come mark my words that I said this and God's been speaking to me and talking to me about this and I'm just going to say this there's going to be a lot of people who are trying to, or who are getting further and further away from God and still wanting him to bless what they're doing. I'll just I'll just leave it at that and then we'll, we'll you'll you'll see this come up more and more. It's kind of, we're kind of like repeating the Old Testament. You remember how you know they, they built the Tower of Babel and all these different things and they wanted God to bless them and and you remember the prayer of Abraham with right. Sodom and Gomorrah. He said, hey, God, will you still not nuke the place if there's 50 righteous people, then 45 righteous people, and all that, and boom, 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 boom. We're living in them times right now where you're going to see, and remember, remember I said this, where everyone is wanting for God to bless them and their stuff. I'll just yeah. put it that way. Well, you're going to see that a lot. Um, and, and there's a reason for that. Mark Moss is on the show. Mark, nice to see you. Shelby Johnson says, my favorite childhood memory was going to see all the Christmas lights display and then Christmas Eve being able to stay up till midnight. Wow. <laughs> I thought it was uh, grown because I could stay up. Cool. Tammy Shipley's on the show. Hopefully... Uh, Joe Shipley's watching with you this morning. Joe, she said Joe and I are, and I just love Joe Shipley. He's such a nice guy. He's, he's just wonderful. So thank you guys for being on the show. Debbie Jeffries says, as a child, my family put up the tree at Christmas that says we decorated it. Uh, let's see. Boy, there's a lot of them coming in. And, and, and it was strained Cranberries by and popcorn, popcorn. Just like me, we did at our house. Yeah, yeah me and Vicky's done that before. Uh, Kelly Stafford said, blessing, we found out grandbaby number three is on the way. Holy cow. That's awesome. You guys are rocking and rolling. Yeah. Uh, Vietta O'Brien says, my favorite Christmas was the first one with both girls with our Charlie Brown Christmas twig. <laughs> Rebecca Joshua, Christmas Eve service with Dad. Uh, ba -ba 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 Mom and Dad would read. Oh, let me read. Let me finish Debbie Jefferson. I don't know. As a child, my family put up the tree on Christmas Eve. We decorated it with strings of popcorn and cranberries. My mom and dad would read Luke 2, and we would beg to sleep under the tree. <laughs> uh, okay, Shell Jones, uh, Mark Moss, love you guys. Thank you guys for being on the show, and Merry Christmas to all you guys. Mm -hmm. Share the show and tell everybody Merry Christmas. There's going to be a lot of people on the show today uh, as we move forward. Uh, woo! It's cold outside the barn here. It is, isn't it? Cold outside the barn here, but we got some nice hot coffee. Let's get into the prayer wall. We got to get going. Prayer wall. We uh, 
we've already spent up about 15 minutes of us just talking away. All right, here's the prayer wall. And if you got prayer requests, you can send them up on the uh, Facebook page or you can go to the Have Bible Will Travel prayer wall, which is uh, which is taken care of by Aunt Jen and Terry Burek. Oh, I want to lift up Terry Burek. She wasn't feeling too good. So Terry, if you're watching the show today, we love you. Hope you're feeling better. Uh, it's time to rock and roll. I know she's got family coming over, so she's. we need to ask the Lord to expedite some uh, healing her way. All right, Jen Clement says, praying for her cousin Vicki, who's got cancer on her spine. So we're praying for that. Linda Harden's friend Kathy has got cervical cancer. Uh, Linda, we are praying for her today. Sarah Katz, we're lifting up your grandma with Alzheimer's. And Jim Evans has a friend who is on hospice. We've been praying for Jim. We lift him and you up in prayer today. Keith Dennis Jr. Uh, with fibromyalgia. He needs some healing there. Tracy Dennis is praying for Keith uh, and Diane. They have that match for the kidney. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they're going to get. Hard. I think they're going to get that done. Uh, bop, bop, Linda Harden's mom, Carol, uh, and she. I think she's doing better. Gary told me that she's. I think she's getting pretty close to getting out of there. That's my prayer. Um, Linda Harden also has a friend, uh, Mike She, who needs prayer for cancer, and John Gleason, Terry Burek, praying for. Uh, Dr. D's wife, Karen uh, Lonnie, for some healing. Uh, she needs healing in a few areas. Uh, Mrs. Slingshot, Mary Van Griff, uh, needs prayers, uh, or Jack needs prayers, rather, uh, for kidney situation there. And uh, John Gleason, we said that. Calvin Turner needs prayers for um, Turner's situation around here. Uh, he's been struggling with some things, looks like. Jerry Ford, he's got prayer request up here for uh, a few people in Wentzville and a few others. Becca Law, prayers for, she has Karen Lonnie, Bet O'Brien, uh, for Men and Sheree, uh, Sherry, um, insurance issues. So praying for Jen, for her nephew James. And Bill Wan, who's recovering. Uh, nice to see you, Mr. and Mrs. Wan, and also praying for Mark. Hopefully Mark's doing good today. Love you guys. Troy Robinson, uh, he's, I think he's doing much better. And Joyce wants prayers for her, uh, her situation here. And Vieta's uncle. Let's see what you got on there. Michelle Ruckman. Uh, Jimmy Robbins. Hey, fellas. Please pray for an old friend. Just found out he's uh, fighting cancer. Uh, Deanna Fletcher praying for her mom. Uh, Mandy Schulte, she's got a friend. Uh, he went missing about a week ago. We need to pray for him. He's ex-military. Uh, prayers for a friend, J.D., who had cancer. And uh, Gary Harden said his wife's a little bit under the weather. We're praying for that. Lori Ridley. Praying for you and your family all as well. Got to talk to, I got to talk to about two-thirds of her family the other day. Yeah. So, blessing on you. Love you guys. And uh, glad all is well in the Ridley household. Michael Tucker for Lisa's knee still hurting. She's sick as well. Uh, 
Bob, Bob Shell Johns for her grandpa in that situation. I know that situation. And Deb Jeffries uh, for, oh, he's got a favorite childhood. Uh, Bill says his favorite childhood is going to town to see all the lights. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, Mandy Garcia said, I was four years old and my grandparents' Christmas music tree lights heard the radio say that they had spotted Santa Claus flying across mm -hmm. the sky. Uh, all right. That is all I got. Tiffany Short uh, said we're praying for Michelle Ruckman. Uh, Mike, lift them all up. That's all I see. Dear Heavenly Father, we'd just like to thank you. Thank you so much for being in our lives, for mm -hmm. guidance and protecting us and for healing us. Mm -hmm. We ask for special healing this Christmas uh, Wednesday before Christmas, the last Wednesday before Christmas, and we just want to thank you. We can't thank you enough. I mean, we praise you, glorify you, and we just ask you to heal everyone out there and give them an extra comfort and strength during the holidays for whatever they're going through. In your precious name, Jesus, amen. Uh, amen. We are going to dive into it. I was trying to think if we're going to do something before we get into this. But I think we're going to have to get into it. So let me... Let me set you up, Mike, for the part that you're going to have to read. Um, so you know we're going to read Matthew 1, 18, excuse me, through 25. And, and if you come to church this weekend, we'll be using, we won't be using that. I'll be preaching uh, out of Luke, the Christmas story. They're both great stories. Uh, this one here that we're reading this morning is, has a little bit, is, is a little bit quicker to the point. Um, bum, 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 bum. All right, let me read you some stuff from this worksheet because it's, oh. it's, it's very, very good. It says, I get the that this is what this pastor says, this guy that writes this worksheet. He says, I get the sense that many of us in the room today needed to be reminded of the wonder of this night and the hope and peace and joy and love uh, that it ushers into our busy, hectic, distracted, and chaotic lives. Um, and we'll say hi to Steve Shetron. He's on the show today. Thank you, guys. Uh, along with Wild Man Dave. Okay, so back to the, back to what we're talking about here on this worksheet. Um, Sometimes we do need to be reminded. If you're like me, and, and, and Mike can attest to this because I was kind of in this, this deal, not necessarily hectic, or, but for sure distracted. Busy, hectic, distracted, or chaotic lives. I, I never like to use chaos because, man, that just, to me, is ungodly. So I, I'm not into chaos at all. Zero, zero, zero chaos. Not, I'm not into that. When Mike called yesterday, we need to be reminded that the reason of the season is Jesus, all right? Mm -hmm. um, when you have to be at the store, be at the house, take care of the kids, take care of the dog, people are coming in from out of town, I'm sure you got very similar things coming up. You can sometimes get distracted on why we're doing all this. Yeah. And, and I know it sounds redundant that we go through this, but you got to visit this and you slow everything down and then you remember the reason for the season. It's for Jesus 
and it should you should be excited. Oh, I didn't tell you this last night. What's that? I didn't tell you guys this. <laughs> we went to Andy's last night, and I had an Andy nog. Really? How's that? Oh my gosh! Listen, listen. I feel like I could I can flex a little more today. That good, huh? It was that good. Um, I love eggnog, and if I had it up to me, I'd just drink it nonstop. But you know, there's no way you can do that. You weigh mm -hmm. you'd weigh 900 pounds. Well, that's good though, isn't it? Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I'm assuming that they take the eggnog mm -hmm. and mix it with ice cream or whatever. Is Andy's custard or ice yes. cream? It's uh, custard. Ice cream or custard. An eggnog, and then I had them put pecans in it. Wow. I drink, and I got a large. Wow, you, you went out. We you? went out. So, and, <laughs> and then uh, Vicky had uh, whatever. She always gets, she gets a little dinky thing, a little whatever it is, a little <laughs> chocolate, and just like a kid size. Yeah, and, and, and Brocky and Sadie always get like a smaller medium, and they never finish it, ever. Yeah. Never. So I ate the rest of Brock's, and we brought one home for Grandma Shirley. Then we went out and watched Christmas lights. That's a nice evening, wasn't it? You know that guy down there by your house, over there towards Whitman, that's got the Christmas. Yeah. The, he's been there for, what, 40 years or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The train goes through there in his house and everything. He starts up on Wednesday nights and goes, or starts up, I guess, this Wednesday and goes through the weekend. So we went by last night, it really wasn't up and running. He had some stuff lit, but yeah. didn't have everything running. So I just wanted to tell you that, guys. If you want to see a really, really neat, it's it's artwork is really mm -hmm. what it is. The guy has done just a that great guys job. They really and, do work, don't they? Oh my gosh. He, I, I couldn't even imagine. If you want to see the, the, the most compact, neatest Christmas display, it's there, and yeah. you can you can look it up on the internet, uh, and it's there. It's over in Overland, and they got. And let me tell you something. Over in Overland, I, I challenge any city to a Christmas light <laughs> duel. They have done it up over there, and you know they got. And kudos, thumbs up to to Overland, the city of Overland. They got the nativity scene down there in the corner. Down, 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 at, down at Woodson and uh, Midland. So you can go out and you don't need to spend a nickel and, and, and just see a, a plethora of great biblical Christmas stuff. Mm -hmm. And it really does bring me a lot of joy. It does. Well, I spring a lot of joy, don't they? And oh, just the, the work. It's not just the lights, but the work that people put in there. They really want people to enjoy it. And then the house across the street from where that, that train's running, that, that's just as incredible. It's amazing. So I don't know where you all go for Christmas lights, and I'm sure they're all wonderful. But, man, I'm going to tell you what, over here, yeah, okay. you're going you're to be hard-pressed. That's where we went. Uh, I, I'm just telling you. And I know they got a lot of stuff out in the the county and West County and all that. I know all that, but I'm going to tell you what. You're going to get a lot of bang for your buck going around Overland. They have done, not, you know, I think all the cities probably done some great things, but man, Overland, thumbs up to them mm -hmm. and all the residents. Praise God. Yes, praise the Lord. So just thumbs up. I don't know where you guys go to watch them, but 
Uh, <clears throat> let me just go through comments and we'll get back to our, our thing. I wanted to share that with you. I thought you'd be excited about the ice cream and the lights. That sounds great. Uh, Bad Brennan, so we were trying to call you last night to ask, because you, you know if it's in Overland, Brennan is going to know where it is. But we find, I thought it was on Forest. Yeah. And I was only two streets away, so I went down Brown. Uh, go back. I want to say hi to you, Steve Shatron, and Merry Christmas to you, brother. Love you. Mike Madalone and Angela Madalone and, and Don and Mark, everybody, love you guys. Merry Christmas to you. I hope you guys are doing well. Would love to hear from you. Uh, call me after the show. We'll talk a little bit. Love you guys uh, and hope you're doing well. We're, my, my heart's with you. Uh, Heather Tabor said, we used to take Mason uh, when he was little. Dan's Emerald Forest. There you go. That's it. Dan's Emerald Forest. Uh, that's what they call mm -hmm. it. It's awesome. Brock could not believe it. Really? He just, he said, I can't, you know, he couldn't believe it. Uh, Pat Brenham on Wyndham. Uh, Jeanette Brumley. Uh, Gary Harden. Uh, Don Sadrowski. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for donating to the family. We're helping. Kids are happy for the Christmas. You're an amazing church. Uh, we love to help you. Hopefully that all worked out for you, Don Sadrowski. Sean C. <clears throat> hey, after the show, give me a call. I want to help you uh, with serving and everything. And, and uh, I, me and my wife think Sean C. Swoboda Auto Open and a catering company. There isn't anybody that puts out legitimate working man's food like them guys do. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think they're catering uh, the uh, uh, music, what are you, musicians. They have Bible travel musicians Christmas party. Ooh. So, praise God for that. Uh, Chuck Sherburn says, one of my favorite Christmas was 1968. My parents and my three brothers received a huge race car set with a Barracuda car. After midnight service, it snowed three days, got six feet of snow, and we were uh, playing our race set for three days. It was in Colorado Springs. Shell Johnson's She's the best cook. Yes. So anyways, what Christmas is fun, isn't it? It is. It's always a great time. My gosh, it's fun. So I'm glad you guys are on the show. They make it. They make it awesome. Um, let me get back to it. Uh, la, la, la. Here, all right. So I'm going to read the story that this guy writes. It's, it's great. And uh, one of the things I love most about Christmas Eve is when my family came together. Now listen to this and tell me if this isn't a throwback. When I think about being home for Christmas, I always look back to what it was like in my grandparents' house with my cousins. Whenever we arrived and walked in, the first thing I noticed was the temperature change from outside to inside. It was drastic. My grandfather typically would have the house at a balmy 117 degrees. He would stoke the fire in the grizzly furnace into the basement, and we would break out into an instant sweat as we were carrying gifts in and food. Ooh. Christmas. There's none better than that. I got to tell you. So right over here. So my, uh, I want you guys to know this, and I probably told you this before. My grandpa, Lou and, and, and Grandma Evelyn, are the first settlers in, in Maryland Heights. Mm -hmm. And they had a little bitty house. My dad was raised in a one-room house over here. They didn't have indoor plumbing or anything. Well, right down the street over here in Maryland Heights. We would go in there, and that basement was tiny. Yeah. And everybody would be in there. Everybody. It was. I thought it was the neatest thing in the whole wide world. And let me tell you something, just so you know. There were kids everywhere. 
there was probably 35 kids there, or, or, or 30, and, and probably 20 adults. There's probably 50 <laughs> people down there, and I'm going to tell you this right now. I'll bet there was five, six kids in there, or four or five that were sick. There's always somebody sick at Christmas. <laughs> and they brought them. Yeah. You always, you, I remember my cousins, or me or my brother, we'd let you lay on the couch. I remember when I was sick one time, I was laying under the Christmas tree. It was just, that was just it. You laid there and you just you didn't move much. Yeah. Amen. And no one, nobody thought he did. You could be you could be hot as a furnace, and they'd still bring you. Yeah. You know, and they just laid you under a tree. I don't know what the heck. What what happened to America? I mean, I they act like when some one of the kids is sick that we got to call out the the Coast Guard. I think what happened is help me. There ain't no you. You had how many kids were in your family? Eleven. There are eleven kids. You can't tell me that one of your brothers or sisters wasn't sick around Christmas. Oh, everybody got sick at Christmas. It's cold. You know? I don't. What? And somebody, please comment so I know what the heck is going on in America. Why would you, you know what? Uh, and these people, I mean, for keeping their kids home for days and weeks off of school because they didn't feel good. My mom sent me to school. I don't care how you felt. I remember, it's, I remember like it was yesterday, kids used to throw up all over the place in the hallway and everything. They'd throw sawdust down, they'd sweep, the janitor would come in, sweep it up and be gone. Mm -hmm. You know what? Uh, tell me. I'm gonna tell you something now, you know what? The flu is so much more dangerous than COVID this year. <laughs> don't start. Don't start. I'm not, get that out of here. I don't even want to talk about it, man. I don't know what to do. How uh, do you think of that? It's just so crazy. I was watching a video the other day, and these guys were from down south. I'd like to share it with you. And he was telling me, he said, you know what we did? We was, they was raised in the woods, these guys. He said, my mom would sit a pot of water in the center of the thing after they got done boiling it on the wood cook stove and everybody lined up and she bathed everyone. You know, like they had five or 10 kids. You just bathed them. They, he said, you had to get over yourself. Cause mom was mom messing around back then. No. You yeah. bathed them and you went on, go, you're bathed, go. My mom, and then the, and then the last thing my mom do would clean your ears with that wash rag. And then if she would kick you out of the bathtub, then whoever else was after that. It was done. You were in and out. Yeah, I tell you what, that's uh somebody needs to help me the heck out today. Because I'll tell you what, we're gonna we're gonna end up being a bunch of ninnies around here. You know what would happen if my mom and my aunt Alice was around here still? Would they straighten this place up or what? They'd wonder what happened. With my mom would want to know what the heck happened. My mom raised two boys and a daughter in not only did we fight everybody in town, when we get to, me and my brother, we'd go outside, she'd tell us about in the backyard, we'd, we'd pound on each other till we was bleeding. I didn't have much else to do, did you? Anyways, I just, it's hard for me to get over this whole dang thing. I wish, I wish somebody would help me out today. Uh, Kelly, Pat Burns says we need more bikes, tree swings, woods, and BB guns. I'm gonna get Brennan fired up here in a minute. What we need to do 
is 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 bring God back into the schools. So let, I'm gonna go to this. I'm here. I'm already here. I might as well go into it. All right. We want God to bless everything. I'm just gonna go ahead. I was gonna, I was waiting for, but I, there's the weights over. We want God to bless everything. Well, God's gonna bless this. And God, we want and mark my words. This is where we're headed. When you've run out of things, excuses. When we've run out of excuses, then what we're going to do is we're going to have ask God to bless stuff. Mm -hmm. Just God, will you bless the name? Will you bless my life? Bless my sinful life? Bless my lifestyle? Bless? Will you bless this? Well, here's the deal. I'm just going to come out and say this right off the bat. God can't bless disobedience. You take God out of school, you take God out of the Pledge of Allegiance, you take God out of the halls of Congress, take God out of the local government, take God out of the families, you know what comes in? Satan. And then you're going to ask God to bless a sinful, devil-filled lifestyle. And he's not going to do it. So there, there's your Bible study for the day. Do you know what a blessing is? Yeah, I believe so. It's God's favor on your life. You're asking God to have favor on your life when you're living outside the covenant agreement he asked you to do it. How did that work with Adam and Eve? It didn't work with Adam and Eve. I'll let you speak for a minute. Because I need to calm down. You're all excited. It's all excited. Not on Christmas. <laughs> Not on Christmas. Yeah, you know, it's just like, uh, you just got to just, you know, it's, I don't know how to put it, but there's just a bunch of dang sisters running around it. I mean, hip hip hooray! Say I it mean, again, hip hip hooray! And, oh um, Lord Jesus! I mean, you know what? People be people, do what they want, but leave the babies and kids on. You know? I wonder if my dad got sent to heaven because he couldn't take it anymore. Good possibility. <laughs> yeah. He said. God, take me out of here, man. Can you imagine being my dad and watching this mess go on? Well, you know what? Uh, oh, Lord Jesus. You know what? Maybe a hundred years from now, they'll say, man. I'm glad. They said, probably said, oh, Mike Sr. and Pastor Pat couldn't take it anymore. Well, you know just, what? People are people. They're going to do what they want to do. And uh, all you can do is... <laughs> Caitlin says it's a more sensitive society. Oh my gosh. Yeah, uh, you know. Let's see what Mandy said. My mom got tired of us kids fighting, so she locked us in the basement, told us to duke it out. That's the same thing me and my brother did, and I'm not lying. My brother would testify to it. Uh, and we turned out pretty good, I guess. <laughs> Growing up in the summer, we jumped into the pond at the farm. We never bathed for the day. Oh, uh, Tiffany Short said, amen. Personally, with someone with a compromised immune system, I'm very concerned about getting sick, so I'm one of those people. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think people ought to live reckless by any means, mm -hmm. but there's, there's certain things that, that, have, uh, that have just taken over, and I'm not quite sure what the heck it is. Uh, Manny Garcia said, I truly believe my dad passed. When he did, because he could not deal with a hateful society today. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, amen to that. Colleen Wilson said the government's way of depleting our military. You got that right. Yeah. Can you imagine having somebody fly over there to Nam with you, 
way they're acting these days. Yeah. Mike said they would make it 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> it's just amazing. He's, yeah. he's speechless. <laughs> You're going to go down as, as one of God's biggest war heroes in American history yeah. while the other kids are trying to figure out how to play uh, video games. Well, you know what happens is the guy, uh, I was watching a video over there in China, they got these six-year-olds marching and Pairing their guns, and they got these guys getting dressed up and not knowing if they're a man or a woman. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> hey, you what? Know, I, well, I mean, it's true. I mean, you know, it's, that's it's the, just, it's got it's, your own. Well, and then you want, you're, and then you're going to hear somebody crying out here about God bless this. Mm -hmm. we, we're going to have, or we want you to bless this. Well, the thing is, we got a forgiving God. And yeah, he's forgiving. And anybody And he's long suffering. And they, you know, anybody out there knows when they're not doing the right thing. You ain't gotta be an Einstein. You know when the things you know, are happening the way they should be around the household or Mandy Schultz you said we took God out and put electronics in the kids in the hands of kids. Keeping us sensitive and afraid takes our strength away, which we mm -hmm. You know, may, uh Mandy Garcia's right, because I I've told you guys it's about calculated risk. And I, in, in, in no means at, at any level, would ever tell anybody to live recklessly at all. But I can tell you one thing, trusting in God and believing that he, he's, he's made your body to heal itself is, is, is very true. And it, and it couldn't be true. Or, you know, I, I'm, I'm with everybody. I think supplementation and, and vitamins are essential to a, a great life. But... We need to we need to trust God. He's got a he built our bodies to to withstand a lot of stuff. All right. Um, so he he stoked the grizzly fire in the basement. We'd break out into a sweat and he'd carry in gifts and food. My grandmother always had a tree uh, with blue lights and silver tinsel. Nobody uses tinsel anymore. Do you guys use tinsel on your trees? You know, Do you use like garland? It. Is it gaudy? I want to know if it's, I, I want a Christmas tree that's gaudy looking. Because we thought, let me tell you this, I remember I was so small that we'd take globs of tinsel and I could remember the tree just seemed like it was as big as a skyscraper. Mm -hmm. And you'd throw that tinsel up and hopefully it'd hang on the tree and it'd fall down and we'd throw up another one. We always had a, 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 a real tree. And then uh, I think later down the road my dad it got a, a fake tree from Sears and Roebuck. <laughs> he put it on. You know what he called? He put it on time. You would, what you do <laughs> is put it on time. Or you remember putting something in layaway? Deb Jeffries says the Lord took my mother during the original Desert Storm. I believe he took her because she couldn't have endured this current society. <laughs> Dyson, she loves tinsel. Colleen Wilson says, I use it, I love it. Watch out for the dog trying to eat it. Uh, all right. Let me get back to it. So Christmas is fun, isn't it? It is. You know what? You get around the right people, you can have fun anytime, anywhere. Shell Johnson says, the cats eat tinsel. Oh. We use ribbons, bows. That's cool. Yeah, handmade stuff. Uh, and Vicky was big on the popcorn and the the berries or whatever we did, yeah we did that too and we did all kinds of stuff um 
my grandma always had a tree and you know what they say i get my stove going too you know when they come in here yeah vicky will be cooking she goes it's so hot in here uh Sean said we like tinsel and bubble lights <laughs> uh my kids took stuffing from a stuffed animal to make it look like snow on a tree that's cool uh typically there was fresh baked cookies in the kitchen and cheese log uh, somewhere nearby, and all my cousins and I would have a, a chaotic blast with one another, and we would have so much fun building snow forts, sledding down hills, playing board games. The house was loud. It was wild, and it was fun. That's the way ours was. Being home for Christmas felt like a big festive hug. There was no pressure to anything. We could just exist. We were at home for Christmas. You know what? It, it, that is that is probably one of the neatest things I've read in a long time. Yeah. The guy's just being honest. You know the things that last forever are good memories. And I don't remember any any I don't know how any how is anybody gonna have any memories where you got all your you invite all your kids over and everybody's got a phone in their hand mm -hmm. and they're off playing a, a video game while you got fifty people there. Is it going to be 30 or 40, 50 people on their phone looking at their phone? Or are they going to be playing games and singing Christmas carols and praying and listening to the Christmas story? Yeah, you know. I, I bet you had memories. Well, we had a lot of memories, you know. But as you get older, you know, you seem to forget the hard ones or the not-so-pleasant ones. You know, oh. everything just, uh, you know, it smells out, I guess. You know, you just face uh, the fact. Everything's... Turned out okay. Everything okay turned out okay. Now. It's great today, right, Pastor? Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read this and then you're gonna read Matthew 118. I don't even know what time it is. Let's see what time it is. Oh my gosh, I only got 15 minutes. <laughs> All right. I tell you what, go ahead and read Matthew. So Mike's gonna read Matthew 1, 18 through 25. Okay. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise man. When his mother Mary was expounded to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the, by the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not willing to make her a public example, was mine to put her away privately. But while he took well, but while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, uh, son of David, fear not to take until you marry your wife, for a wife for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she shall bring forth a son, and you shall call him Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Mm. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted as God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife. Mm. And know her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus, mm. meaning Savior after the birth of Christ. Joseph did have relations with Mary with four others, boys being born and several sisters. 
Awesome. Yeah. Now you need to look that up in Matthew 13, verse 55 and 56. All right, so let me let me read you a couple of things that are very important that go with this. This is going to help you out. And this is kind of a cool worksheet. We don't normally do worksheets, but this was so, this, this Advent stuff was so cool, I just really felt like it would benefit our church. Um, it took, so here it is. There's two things. It took an angel to speak into Joseph in a dream to convince him that Mary, Mary's pregnancy was not a reason to call off the wedding. Rather, Mary's pregnancy was something that was divine and would change the world forever. Mm -hmm. And we know that to be true, right? I mean, your life's been changed, mine, and everybody that's watching the show, their life has been changed. The author tells us two very important pieces of information in the passage that reveals the heart of God for us and the heart of Christmas for the world. One, the arrival of Jesus was to save the people from their sins. So let's remember that today. Uh, the arrival of Jesus is here to save mm -hmm. people from their sins. Because remember what I told you, and, and you write this down somewhere. Write this down somewhere on your on your notepad or in your Bible that I that I told you this is gonna what it's gonna start happening. You're gonna hear people wanting God or God's people to bless their life. That's what that's what's gonna happen. Instead of instead of being saved from their sin, they don't want to be saved from their sin. They want God to bless them in their life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. So you're gonna you're gonna hear the word blessing thrown around a lot in, in the year of 20, 2024. You're gonna hear you're gonna hear that a lot. Trust me on that. Alright. So that's that's a prophetic word from me. Two the world makes Christmas about so many other things, but its true meaning falls squarely on God dealing with our greatest limiting factor, sin. Is any way that we miss the intention God had for the world he created it and when he created it? Wow. I got under Now, I didn't have that underlined, but let me underline it. Let me say it again. Sin is any way that we miss the intention God had for the world when he created it. Amen to that. So when you're sinning, you're missing the intention of God. Mm -hmm. And you know what the intention of God is because you teach it to your family and you teach it to your children. And you teach it to your grandchildren. You tell them that. You pull them aside. Here's what God wants you to do. You know, uh, you need to add your, it's up to the parents and grandparents and family members to teach your kids about the Lord, you know, because they're not going to learn it at school. No, they're not going to learn it at school, and that's sad. Unless they go to Sunday school. Yeah, and take them to have Bible, go to Sunday school, or yeah. take them to a good church, and if you're watching this from another <coughs> part of the country other than Missouri, find a good Bible-believing church. Mm -hmm. Here's how you find one. Everybody, everybody wants to know, how do I find a good Bible-believing church? The first thing you need to do is go in. You need to go into the sanctuary as a family. And you sit in there, and the mom and dad and the kids will listen to, to the man of God from the pulpit and find out if he's preaching from the Bible. Mm -hmm. If he's preaching from the Bible, so far, so good. Mm -hmm. If he believes the only way into heaven is through the blood of Jesus Christ, now things are getting better. And then that pastor is consistent and then from there, he can teach that that pastor has taught his associates, he's taught his, his lay leaders, he's taught his deacons and the ministry leaders, and on, on and on and on. 
But if you go in there and somebody's soft pedaling the gospel right out of the pulpit, the, the rest of it is, is soft pedal. You gotta preach that hell is real. Yeah, amen. <laughs> you gotta preach hell is real or people end up going to it. All right. Greed, gossip, unfaithfulness, hatred, and racism, except all force, all fall short of the glory of God. All of us have been subject to sins, evil influence, and have felt the effects of sin, rule, and reign. God's heart of compassion moved him to send Jesus mm -hmm. as the way of rescue for the world. So remember, the second thing is the arrival of Jesus was so God could be with us. Yes. Praise God for that. Amen? Okay so far? Real good. So. Okay. Um, let's see where we're at. And tell me what you guys think so far. So, look, look and, and this, is, this is actually highlight worthy. Sin, let me read this again before I move on. Sin is the way that we miss the intention for God, uh, from God mm -hmm. that he had for, uh, for the world. So we miss the intention God had when we're sinning. All right. Jesus was given the name Emmanuel, which means God with us. This was a revolutionary thought at the time of Christ's birth. Every culture surrounding Bethlehem saw their gods as angry deities who pushed and corrected their subjects from afar. Uh, la, 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 la. But God, or but this God so loved his broken creation that he wanted to come near. He became one of us with flesh and blood to mourn when we mourn, hurt when we hurt, weep when we weep. God identifies us so that we are given the opportunity to identify with him. Uh, and I'll just ask you guys this today. Do you guys feel like you can identify with God? Do you feel like you can identify with, with Jesus in the way? So let's say Jesus has grown up and he's, he's getting close to coming to the cross. Jesus went through and preached all these different things. And you can almost sense and feel around Christmas time mm -hmm. the, the true message of Christmas. You know, I'm going around telling people about Jesus, telling people about Christ, telling people. I think, I think, I think we've had as good of opportunities we ever could have had this year to tell people about Jesus this Christmas season. I think there's been so many opportunities, so many through the show, through church, through ministries, through toy giving, through boxing, through all these different ministries that you guys are involved in. There's been so many wonderful opportunities. Or like tonight, they're having the uh, the music uh, music ministry. They're having their... Um, they're having their Christmas party, and I think there's 40-something people involved wow. in the music ministry. I believe it. Isn't that wonderful? That is wonderful. And you have to know this, Mike. That's a testament to God's faithfulness and, and, and God's people being obedient to the call. Yes, it is. I mean, you know, that takes a lot of hard work, a lot of time. And a lot of dedication. A lot of dedication. Huh? And wanting to do the best you can. Yeah. Uh, so... Vieta wants a copy of this, yeah, and we, this is, that's why we did this. We wanted everybody to be able to, you know, I gave this to my deacons, I gave this to my pastors, and, 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 uh, and, and the lay leaders have it. I, actually, Gary, so if you're going to Gary Harden's study, he'll be studying on this, and if you're going to any of the, the studies around, they should all be teaching on it. I asked the Bible study teachers to teach this, so Vieta, this should be readily available just about anywhere you go and have Bible. This is just a really, really neat deal. 
Uh, and that's why I did it this way. I want everybody to be connected to it at some level. Um, uh, la, 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 la. All right, let's see. We got time to do this. We got something really cool. Hang in there, guys. Hang in there. A couple minutes. Here it is. We needed Jesus. We uh, we needed Jesus. We need Jesus. Someone once said it this way: If our greatest need had been information, God would have sent us an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money. God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness, so he sent us a savior. Amen. Amen. Here, so here's the deal. This is how we'll end the show then. You've, you've been educated. Watch this. So most of the people who are watching the show, barring maybe a couple kids watching the show, maybe I don't know if they're off school. You guys have been educated. You guys all got money at some level. You probably all live in houses at some level. Uh, you've, you've, you've heard what the scientists said, mm -hmm. you know, through the last couple of years, and they've, they've taken you on some highs and some lows. And, and for the most part, let's be honest, they left as empty as we've ever mm -hmm. been in our life. And, and maybe, if I can throw in there, Mike, even probably deceived. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, no, for no, sure. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So the scientists, the technology... You know, after you've had your phone in your hand so long, you're, you know, you're... They get cramped up, does Yeah, I mean, you're just, whatever. Um, and, and, and what we really need is, is, is what they're saying here today in this study, uh, is we need, we need a God who is, has forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know what? If he didn't forgive us, we'd be in for a rude awakening. So that's really what I'm trying to say today, and I know Mike already knows this. Guys, this ain't about trying to get God to bless something that's outside of his covenant, because I don't believe he does that. But what you're trying to do is live a life according to what God's asked us to do whether it's through the Ten Commandments or all the commandments in the Bible, mm -hmm. we're trying to live that way. And the way we try to get that done is through the power of the Holy Spirit, not by our own intellect or our own um, stay to itness, but through the influence of the Holy Spirit. The Bible calls him a counselor. He calls him a helper. Jesus said, I have to go away so he would stay. And that's what we're going to focus on, and that's what's going to send us out this Christmas outside the four walls of our house and our churches to tell people the good news this Christmas that Jesus forgives. Mm -hmm. he's, he's forgiven you, he's forgiven me, and, 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 now, and then we need to start living for him. Uh, God doesn't owe us anything, but we owe him everything. Would you agree? I would agree with that, 100%. All right, let's go through a couple comments, and then we'll sign off and bid you guys a, a very, very Merry Christmas. <coughs> uh, let's see. Manny Garcia said, I'm spending Christmas Day in the woods with my Bible to pray. Uh, that probably sounds silly to some, but I want to have some personal time with God. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Uh, Kingdom Kids are even teaching it. I've rewritten some of the messages. Good for you. Don Strakowski said amen. John Richardson, you're on. He said amen. Love you, John. Hopefully all is going well for you and with you. Mike, any other comments? 
we kind of packed in a lot of Christmas stuff yes, there. Yes, you did. The main thing is uh, believing in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior so that you may be saved. Mm-hmm. And accept him at this Christmas. That's what he died for. Yep. See? So we've said all we could say in one hour's time, and we're glad we could be here outside the barn. You can see in the backdrop there, we are in... Uh, we're out in the woods somewhere here. It's a little cold, but uh, well, we got the message to you. You got that warm jacket on. No wonder you're cold. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have it on. <laughs> yeah. Colleen <laughs> yeah. Wilson says, God bless. Mike, pray for us, will you? Dear Heavenly Father, just thank, thank you, you so Lord. much for allowing us to be here this morning and these people's homes. We ask that you continue to guide us, correct us, and love us. I mean, I guess we're hard to love at times, and uh, doesn't surprise me, but... Uh, Mm -hmm. Uh, In Jesus' precious name, we just ask for healing, love, and protection, and strength, and comfort at this Christmas, and keep everyone safe, and keep those uh, lost people in the past year, I mean, the first Christmas without them, that you give them a little more comfort as they go through the holidays, in your precious name, amen. Amen. This is Pastor Pat Wrangler, my co-host and friend, uh, one of Santa's helpers, Mike Wood Sr., Wishing you a very Merry Christmas and want you to remember two things. Have a great day in the Lord. (laughs) Jesus loves you and I love you. Have a great day in the Lord. We'll see y'all.